Hi, this is Elsa Perry, and you're listening to the Divorce Magazine Canada podcast. Hey, are you or someone you care about considering, dealing with, or being through a divorce or separation? Well, you're in the right place. You don't have to do this alone. There are people who care and want to help. Hi, I'm Dina Court, an author, blogger, publisher, and empowerment coach. Thanks for joining me on the Divorce Magazine Canada podcast. You are going to hear from our team of experts and professionals how to navigate this difficult transition in your life easier, more efficiently, and with better outcomes. Did you know we host online divorce resource groups that are free to attend and everyone is welcome? Check out the links in our show notes and be sure and join us. We love bringing experts to you. Please refer to our terms of service available on our website, divorcemagazinecanada.com and stay tuned at the end for the legal language. How are potential new clients finding you? Are they just doing a random Google search and hoping for the best? Let's get you in Divorce Magazine Canada. There are multiple ways that we can get you in front of a new audience. You might not think that your business applies directly to divorce or separation. However, the statistics tell us that 50% of people are experiencing divorce or separation, and they're looking for your services while dealing with this difficult transition. So let's showcase you on the podcast as a sponsor and advertiser in the magazine and in our events. I would love to feature you. And there's an early bird offer right now till the end of July with last year's pricing. Contact me and find out how we can get you in front of some new eyes. Ready? Here we go. In this special series, the Hope in Hell series, it's my mission to share with you people and organizations who are there to support individuals, women, men, families who are experiencing unsafe situations, domestic conflict, domestic abuse, violence, and also share with you people who have experienced it and have a story to tell that will help you feel less alone. I want to create this awareness so that whether you're experiencing it or not, you will know you aren't alone. You'll know how to help people that you'd like to support or to find the help that you need. And what I really love about the people that I've gathered for this series is that they have such a heart of caring. And today you're going to meet Elsa Perry. She is with a phenomenal charitable organization that helps women and individuals and families move their possessions from a place of of abuse or uh, an unsafe situation and not only move they coordinate all of that they assist with that but they also offer storage options all at no cost to the people who need it please listen here they're in need of volunteers they're new in calgary and edmonton and they do need your help so if there's some way that you can help or you're needing their help please listen up let's meet elsa now hey elsa thank you for joining me today i am super stoked to introduce you to the audience that's out there and let them know about you and what you do your why and how they can support this really important 
work. So welcome, Elsa, to the show. Oh, thank you. Tell us a bit about yourself and what you are doing with Shelter Movers. Of course. No, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Um, my name is Elsa Perry. I'm the chapter director of Shelter Movers Calgary. Um, originally, not too far from Calgary myself. I grew up an hour south of here in the Kananaskis near Longview. Love this area. It's been my home for my entire life. I've moved across Canada and I have to say this area is still my most favorite. And why I'm here is to talk about Shelter Movers. So we're a national volunteer powered charitable organization where we focus on providing moving and storage services at no cost to individuals, primarily women and children, though, who are fleeing abuse. And we do so by collaborating with local businesses, community agencies uh, to support people as they transition to that life free of violence. Shelter Movers exists now in nine cities across Canada. As an organization, we've completed almost 6,000 moves to date, and there's a huge demand for our services, and we're happy to say that we're answering that call. Okay, this, I hope all the listeners are as blown away by this as I was when I first heard about you. Now, Shelter Movers has been around for a while, but they're new to Alberta, and there are chapters in Calgary and Edmonton right now. They're ready to move ahead as soon as they have enough volunteers in place. So this is a huge appeal for those who want to support and help primarily women, but individuals who are escaping abusive situations where they aren't safe. And what's so beautiful about this is it is a way for them to maintain some of their dignity and not walk away completely empty with nothing of the, none of their possessions it, it may even be something that's keeping them where they are they can't even envision a lifetime for some people of many many years or a shorter period of time and and walking away without their possessions or knowing they're going to go into a temporary home but obviously hoping to go into something more permanent at some point and they'd be starting all over and really there's a lot of sentimental value attached as well to our belongings so it's just absolutely incredible. And the service, if you didn't catch that in the beginning, is not only to coordinate and assist the move of these possessions, but also storage at no cost to the people needing it. And there's completely free. Yeah, completely free. And it's supported by organizations and partnerships. There is also no limit to how many moves a person may need to make. So that is phenomenal. You may need some of your items if you're going into, say, a, a temporary uh, living arrangements. And then what about the rest of it? And then now what if I need to move again? How am I going to move maybe those couches and some dressers and the, you know, the kids' beds or whatever it might be? Again, is that too much to ask? And, and it's not. That is what is so impressive with this service. It is, and it's a unique service across Canada. We're really one of a kind where we we know we know how hard it is to do a move, how logistically complicated, expensive, emotionally complicated as well to do uh, an entire move with you, yourself, your family, pets, um, anything else that you might have. And, you know, gender 
gender-based violence is a really important topic to talk about because it really is in every community in Canada at this point. It's really an unfortunate reality, but it is the home is the most dangerous place for women and children right now uh, in the city of Calgary. Police are receiving almost 30,000 calls a year about domestic violence um, and domestic conflict. So we really need to start focusing on this at a community level because it's so unfortunate that, I mean, you might know someone in your community who's gone through something like this. And if you don't, someone else does. It's not that far removed anymore, especially in Alberta. Well, and I, I think what's often misunderstood or miscalculated is the people around you that are experiencing it. And the stats I've heard is one in three. So the likelihood that you know at least one person, whether you're aware of what the circumstances are that they're in or mm-hmm. not, doesn't mean you don't know somebody. So sometimes it's easier and more comfortable to ignore little signs and hints and and things. And And when people are in those situations, there can be so much shame and embarrassment and guilt that that they're in that they don't know how to get out they they feel very self-conscious about being in that situation and and so it it may be very very tentative there you know and and kind of hesitant when they do reach out and you have to read a little bit you know between the lines that it would be open to hearing it and i think that's what's so 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 important because your service is referral based can you Mm -hmm. explain that a bit more to us no i think you've really discussed a lot of problems here. Um, Shelter movers, we are anti-oppressive, we are an anti-racist framework, and we focus on not re-traumatizing. So that's part of our focus on our model about how we give these services to people who request them. So our referral system is an intake process, and we work with shelters primarily, but also other community organizations. Because Calgary is a relatively new chapter, we're partnering with two referral agencies to start with, and that's Rowan House in High River, Alberta, and then the other one is Fears Not Love within Calgary. And so we really make sure that people are supported through this process, because as you've said, it's extremely complicated. It's very demanding, emotionally demanding, as well as financially restrictive. So we work with these shelters to make sure that we really can remove a tangible barrier from this process to make sure that people don't have to worry about those two huge things when they're thinking about maybe leaving an abusive situation. And that's also why we don't restrict number of moves. It's always incredibly complicated. And uh, referral agencies such as Rowan House and Fears Not Love have these programs to also offer this additional support that people and their family need uh, in order to do this move. Now, Edmonton has a new chapter as well, correct? Yes, they do. Calgary and, and Edmonton are opening at the same time. Oh, that's exciting. And and often people leave a community, especially if there's been some abuse and, you know, they, they really need to change their location to feel safer. Mm-hmm. Now, can you tell us more about the Edmonton chapter? Yes, the Edmonton chapter, uh, we're just in the process of doing our foundations and community setup. So they're very much in the same place Calgary is uh, looking for volunteer capacity to start moving people. Um, You're right. Essentially, we do a really good job when we set up our volunteers. We have amazing volunteers. They really are what makes shelter movers what it is. And they really enable us to do moves across the city. So for both Calgary and Edmonton, 
the areas that we serve are not just within the cities, because of course, you're right, um, people might need to leave communities, they might need to go to a different city. So by standard, we serve anyone an hour and an hour and a half outside of the city centre. So for Calgary, that certainly includes High River up to Nanton, Turner Valley, Black Diamond, Longview, Cochrane, uh, Vulcan, all these nearby communities also fall within our, uh, not jurisdiction, but within our, our mandate area. And Edmonton is the same. So all those neighboring communities, Sherwood Park, um, they all uh, are able to access our services once we're up and running. That's amazing. Now, volunteers. Volunteers are who we really want to hear and understand that this is an area they can step in and support. And that is what is waiting right now so that you can offer this service in Alberta as well. And volunteers don't just, like the first thing that comes to mind is, I don't know if I could carry a couch, right? Like people are thinking that it's all about, it's all about physically moving. And of course there's that component, but there are so many other areas that you mentioned to me about, you know, the, the coordination, the, the admin portions of it. There's a lot of ways that people can help, even if they're remote and they aren't, they aren't nearby. Yes. And, you know, this is what I really love about the shelter movers model is volunteers really are what makes the world go round for us. We are so grateful for them and we really are flexible and we meet volunteers where they're at because it's incredibly complicated to be a person moving through the world these days. And so uh, the world's evolved. So a shelter mover. So you're right. We have these in person. If you want to move a box or a couch, we're so happy to have you if you want to drive a truck we'll provide you with that training so you can get in that truck and go but if you are maybe a little bit outside of calgary and you're not sure about your availability for sure we could use you as a mover but if you don't want to be a mover and perhaps you want to be a communications person an it helper a grant writer uh, an admin person we're so happy to take you and we will provide that training so that you feel ready and comfortable in your role to help out um I think everyone is really looking for these opportunities to give back and a lot of barriers can be, well, where do I start? I want it to be in my community. I want to see that tangible difference. And I think Shelter Movers really gives that opportunity because you are providing that change. You are helping uh, with every box that you pick up and you put in a truck. You know that you are a part of that chain where you are helping to make a difference. And I think that that's just absolutely fantastic. And hopefully that we'll get some more volunteers so we can start moving people as soon as possible and fostering that volunteer community that we really, really love. Now in the show notes, we will share the ways that you can connect with shelter movers to volunteer. Um, I understand they would probably be able to donate as well if they aren't able to volunteer of their time or their skills. Of course, we love volunteers, but also recognize that not everyone can volunteer. So uh, it costs shelter movers about $250 to move a family, which includes every component of the move, storage, moving equipment, vehicle rental, even the volunteer training that I was discussing. Uh, community donations and financial support really allow us to provide this service no charge to the client. Um, if it's something that interests you, we do have our website, sheltermovers.com. You can also send an email to volunteer.calgary at sheltermovers.com. And we are so happy to meet you where you are 
so that we can start giving back to our communities. And I'm assuming that the Edmonton is going to be volunteer.edmonton. Of course. And our landing page, yep, sheltermovers.com, you can either toggle Calgary or Edmonton. And of course, Edmonton is also in need of the same volunteers. So if you're not in the Calgary area, don't worry. Edmonton is right there and ready to have you too. And like we said, you can help with some IT and some admin, uh, maybe coordinating intakes, that type of thing could be done Mm -hmm. from anywhere. So, So that is really helpful. Now, I didn't ask you this ahead of time, but is there any type of an in-kind donation that would be applicable? That's a great question. Yeah, so we're really big on collaboration and partnerships. And in-kind donations are a really great way that um, companies and organizations can give back to their community in a way that really matches their specializations. Um, Off the top of my head, we have these amazing storage partners, Bluebird Storage, Big Steel Box, Mini Mall Storage have all offered us um, in-kind donations or storage at a very discounted rate because they see this as a way to give back to their community. We also have security and police as well as um, car rental and truck rental places. So in-kind donations such as um, moving help or training, maybe moving companies want to show us how those big trucks can be pretty intimidating. And so we get um, these companies are so happy to give us this training and our volunteers so we can learn how to comfortably navigate through city streets with these bigger trucks when we use them or maybe Moving can be really physically demanding, as you said before. Not everyone can move a couch, um, but we can also learn maybe how to do it safely with the right equipment. And so we get a lot of um, companies really willing to give us this training. Um, as it just, again, if they can't volunteer, maybe they can't give any donations. It's a great way to give back to their communities. I think that's one of the most beautiful things is when companies' values align with these very relevant and very needed services that support those who it's, it's difficult to ask for help when you're in that situation. And then to know that there may not be a way you'll ever be able to pay that back, but your survival depends on it in in Mm -hmm. so many cases and, and your children's safety and just so, so, so much around this whole topic of of abuse and violence and what i love when i hear that a company is willing to support that they're putting their name behind it they're putting their reputation behind it and many of them don't even want big recognition they they mm-hmm. it's just from their heart so as a way of really showing them that we care that we really appreciate what they're doing I would love it if you could share more of those names. You mentioned Bluebird Storage and there was uh, some other ones that you mentioned. And if, you know, if we can give them a shout out and just mention to the audience, like if you are already looking, for example, storage, if you're looking anyways, prices are comparable. You can't decide between one, two or three and Bluebird's on the list and you know that they support with this type of a organization, which we should have mentioned, you are a charitable organization. So uh, obviously there's tax benefits for people who wanna donate. So that's amazing uh, if people are considering doing that. But I've, I just think, okay, well, I know who I would pick because it aligns with my values. 
and right. and they they are showing support there. So if you know, by putting this out there, mentioning some of these businesses who are supporting shelter movers, and is there is that available anywhere else that we can see who supports shelter movers? Is that on your website? Yes. Yeah, so police, our national partners and chapter partners who do support shelter movers are all mentioned um, on our national website, which is sheltermovers.com. And they really make this important work possible because you're right, they don't have to go above and beyond. Um, but they do. And a lot of companies do see this as not even going above and beyond that they just it's an easy way for them to give back to their communities and they're happy to do it. Uh, a list that I can just say off the top of my head for for Calgary and Edmonton for storage, Bluebird Storage, Big Steel Box, Mini Mall Storage, uh, our referral agencies right now, Rowan House in High River, Fear is Not Love in Calgary, as well as Wynn House in Edmonton, Security and Police, Garda World, Max Security Services, Benaya Guarding, um, the RCMP has been lovely, as well as Calgary and Edmonton City Police and helping us form these partnerships. Community Partners, uh, Women on Wings here in Calgary, Mike Cameron in Edmonton has been such a great ally, uh, say guess in Edmonton and Calgary, the Alberta LGBTQ plus Chamber of Commerce, uh, Community Initiatives Against Family Violence as well. Uh, but we can't forget car and truck rental because they're a huge part yes. of the on the ground that we need uh, volunteers to grab these cars and to move these people. And Penske, Avis and Enterprise within both cities, it's a national partnership. They've gone above and beyond to help us out and making sure that we have trucks and vans when we really need them um, and other services that people can access. Um, the ones I've mentioned before, Rowan House, Fear is Not Love, they do have amazing support programs and shelter services. Uh, Calgary Humane Society as well has an emergency pet fostering services. So you don't have to choose between leaving an abusive situation and leaving your pets behind because that's that's not a way for anyone to move forward in a meaningful way. And they really give us that framework that we can bounce off of and make sure that everything is gathered. Um, Women on Wings in Calgary does these amazing events, these amazing lecture series uh, that really um, give people who need support and information, you can access it in a meaningful way, um, as well as Calgary Dom Domestic Violence Collective. So there are a lot of resources out there, but there also are a lot of companies out there that are supporting this kind of work. And yeah, I agree. I think it's important to make sure that they need, people should know that these companies have gone above and beyond and that we're really so happy to partner with them. I think one of the other things that really hit me when I first heard about you is that gap that I hadn't even really wrapped my head around and considered. And I was in that space at one point that I wanted to get out. Now, fortunately, I I was in the home alone at that point, but I still felt, it still felt like it wasn't 100% safe. Like there, you know, the person could still come back in and I just wanted to be out. And so I managed my own move, but it would have been much simpler to have someone help me with that. And I guess when I heard what you did, it was like this aha moment going, oh, yes, this, wow, like this is something that could, it, it just closes the gap. There's the support agencies and how do they get to them? You know, first, it, like I'm trying to connect and make people aware that, uh, you know, what abuse is 
who's out there to support you. And now how do you get to them? And how do you get your stuff? How do you get out and stay out? So the, the gap that you are helping people with just, I just found it such a relief, even though I hadn't even fully considered how much this impacts people. And I wish there would be a way, and maybe there is at some point to know the stats behind people leaving like 10 to 12 times. Sometimes they will attempt and, you know, the abuse will escalate when they go back. If there's, if they are able to take their belongings with them the first time, or even the Mm -hmm. second, you know, they, they're more likely to stay out and not, and not necessarily feel that's one more thing pulling them back that, or that they have to give up. So, um, you know, can you speak to that a little bit? Well, certainly. And gender-based violence is complicated. And like you said, people like yourself, uh, Rowan House, Fears Not Love, are really providing a framework of social support that people need to be able to leave these abusive environments um, for what's right for them and their children um, and their families. And it's really complicated. And shelter movers, we kind of come into that as a piece uh, where we remove that barrier. You're right. Moving in storage is a huge barrier. So we can just take that barrier right out of the equation and work within these social support networks to make sure that it's just a little bit easier um, because you're right. It's so hard to even think about leaving abusive environments. And so why wouldn't we make it as easy and transitional as possible for people in Alberta? I think you were talking about stats and every hour, every day, a woman in Alberta is the victim of some sort of violence by an intimate partner. That's from Stats Canada. And we do know that when a woman announces her intention to leave an abusive situation, that is when she is at the most in the most danger. So that's why, why, I mean, shelter movers, we work with security and police because often we do need to have them present for the safety of the client and the safety of our volunteers to make sure that everyone can leave that home safely and that she's got her belongings, her kids' photographs, baby books, anything that she needs, her pet in the backseat heading to the Calgary Humane Society to be safely taken taken care of. They deserve that. Everyone deserves that. Um, Everyone has inherent dignity. And we just make sure that people know this and that we're incredibly client centered we don't do anything without the clients say um because i think i mentioned before we don't re-traumatize we know how hard it is and we're here to help not make anything worse so i'm thank you for addressing the safety issue that was one of the first Mm -hmm. questions i asked you when we spoke earlier and that's good to know that you have that support and i think to the fact that um you know people are are struggling to just to make this decision and follow through and that you're not re-traumatizing, meaning you're not going to hit them with a long list of questions and doubt and are you sure? And they aren't going to be facing that. No, client-centered means client-centered. We are anti-oppressive, anti-racist, and we do not re-traumatize. And we do very careful training with all of our volunteers and staff members to make sure that this is the case. Um, Everyone goes through criminal background checks to make sure that we can act as volunteers. 
And we also go through a lot of training that Shelter Movers has made to make sure that everyone knows how to not re-traumatize because sometimes we don't even know that we're doing it. We're just ingrained in our own lived experience. So it's really good to have those zooming out moments where we can look at other people's lived experiences and learn all of this information beforehand so that we're when we're on the moves and we're assisting that everyone is acting as needed that day, move day can be incredibly traumatic and emotional for people. So the least that we can do is make sure that our volunteers are not re-traumatizing on site. They're kind and professional um, and that she's comfortable. Our client is comfortable and that we aren't making this day any worse for her. If anything, we're just making it a little bit better and just taking that barrier right out for her, moving her stuff into storage as long as she needs it. We just check in a couple of every couple of months to make sure that she's still good and that um, we need to store for her. And essentially it's nothing's better when we finally get to take that stuff out of storage and put it into that new home and just see the smiles and that everything is going well. Like nothing is better for us than to be able to be a part of that solution that they need. That's beautiful. And what I want to make sure people are aware of is shelter movers is not brand new in Canada. It's newly located now and opening in Calgary and Edmonton, ready to go as soon as can find enough volunteers. So volunteer recruitment is of the utmost importance right now so that you can help women. Can you tell us a bit about the history of shelter movers? Of course. So I think our story is really one of hope. Like many of Canadians, um, our founder and CEO, who is Mark Hall Jacquin, he wanted to positively impact his community. He was on paternity leave at the time and he started to take a look around his community and examining some gender-based violence in Canada. And he saw those barriers that were present to leaving in abusers and he was absolutely determined to make a difference. And then shelter movers came from that. And we've grown a lot since then, but we're still really that at our heart where we're grateful for all of our hardworking volunteers, our partners, donors, and staff who has helped us make shelter movers what it is today. Um, and at our heart, I think we're still that organization that kind of popped up in 2016. And now we're in oh, nine cities across Canada, Calgary and Edmonton, brand new ones. And I, I should mention that this uh, expansion, it's a Prairie Scale Up project from uh, Women and Gender Equality Canada. Marcy Ian, who's the minister, excuse me, the minister of women. Oh, what is her full title? I should make sure that I give her her full title because she's mm -hmm. an absolutely fantastic person. She's the minister for women and gender equality and youth. So because of this generous, wonderful grant, we're able to start expanding our services into the prairies and starting with Alberta. So that's why uh, Calgary and Edmonton are the next chapters, eight and nine under cities that Shelter Movers has expanded into. So exciting. I am just so pleased that this service is available as an additional support. And I thank you so much, Elsa, for sharing all of this with us so that not only the people who need the service can find out about it, but those who could support in all these ways, they can. Now, can you run us through the process of getting to the move? So the process, essentially, as I discussed before with our referral agencies, we'll get an intake form or a referral from one of these places. 
And in that form, it's very descriptive. Uh, we learn what we need to learn about the client, about their situation, which allows us to really mobilize that move and get together those volunteers. We know if we need uh, a truck, a van, a cube van, perhaps an even larger truck, or maybe just a car. So we know the size of the move. Do we need packing equipment? Do they need pet fostering services? Do they need language interpreters? Essentially, it gives us all of the background that we need to be able to get together that move as quickly as we can and as safely as we can. A big part of that is assessing the risk of the move, low, medium, high. Um, is the abuser nearby? Are they in the house? Which allows us to know, do we need security? Do we need police? Because again, everyone's safety is really our paramount. Um, uh, what we really need to know um, to make sure that everyone can be as safe as possible on the site. And so we get that together. We're in con we're in direct contact with the client if that's what they prefer, or with the shelter if that's what they prefer. And so then moving day comes. We we head over to wherever they need us to go. We move their items. We store it if they need it stored, or if they're just going to another location, we'll move it there for them. And then we always follow up after to make sure that. Um, We've done everything that they need us to do, and we're also incredibly open to feedback and adapting and uh, creating new policies and procedures if needed. So again, it's that client-centered uh, focus that we have. So we want to make sure how how did they experience it, and so they let us know, and then we kind of take the next intake as we can. And so um, the more volunteers that we have, the more moves that we're able to complete. So as soon as volunteer capacity increases, then we start opening up our referrals to other organizations um, and then essentially just keep opening further and further and further uh, until we can just keep moving as many families as possible. Well, I have a couple questions just to, I was going to say to sure. unpack this, but one of the questions is around packing. <laughs> and um, can there be assistance coordinated to help with packing the, yeah we do have packing materials it's a question we ask in the intake process is do they need help packing um we have again lovely and kind partners who have donated some packing materials for us and so if we know ahead of time for sure volunteers can show up we'll make sure that we have enough time for the move and help pack those items as well we're there going under beds, scraping out toys from <laughs> corners of rooms and dressers, grabbing everything that we need to know. What kind of a time frame can you work in? Like what's the what's the like the quickest move that's possible to coordinate? Because in some cases, time could be of the essence. For sure. Sometimes there are emergency exits. Um as we haven't done any moves right now, as of to date, I can't give specific Calgary things, but I do know other chapters across Canada have done very quick turnarounds. And it highly depends on the volunteers. Um, if we are in need of RCMP, if we can get an officer on site um, for that turnaround. But turnaround has been very quick occasionally. Um, we don't get those requests all the time, but when they do, we work our very best to meet, meet them where they are and not delay. Mm -hmm. That's really important and reassuring to hear that. Now, the communication that happens, the referral agency currently you're working with uh, Rowan House and Fear is Not Love. And like you said, in the future, hopefully more referring agencies. How does the, again, with the intent not to re-traumatize, mm -hmm. how does the communication work with that referral? The referral would be 
processed and, and supported with the agency and the person needing the assistance. Mm-hmm. And then that would come to shelter movers. And then is that coordinated? How much does that person have to be involved in that, in coordinating that move? It's up to them really. Um, okay. So we do need certain pieces of information that we have to have from the client. Um, I think we've already discussed those a little bit, um, but essentially uh, because we do work with these referral partners, they know of our services and we're partnered with them. So they may see a client and they said, they might offer, Hey, we know shelter movers, Calgary, we're partnered with them. Would you like to pursue their help? And then they have our intake forms. They've been trained on how to use those. And so it's, Some clients do the process. They like to very much have that agency and do it themselves. And other clients are happy to let um, representatives do it for them um, or in tandem with them, I should say. And then there's always a lead mover on each move that we have. And that's a person who's specifically trained. They are there for the client. They are there to make sure that they're comfortable and that they're safe and that their only job that day is essentially to make sure that move goes according to itinerary and to protect that client and make sure that um, police and security may be on site. We want to make sure that they're comfortable. If we're they don't want to enter that home again. Nope, they don't have to. We'll make sure that that lead mover scopes out the home and that everything's really good. So it's very flexible. The client can be as involved as they would like to be. Um, and we really meet them where they're at. And it's lovely having those partnerships with those shelters because they also have that supportive framework that we can all work within. I thought I was impressed before, but I'm impressed even more having dug into this deeper with you, Elsa. And I think that coordinator is a key component to the 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 comfort level or the um, the safety and component. You know, like just being able to lean on them and understand that all of these people are coming together to support you. We we care. You're not alone. And you know that's the mantra of what I do is just you're not alone. There are people who care and want to help you. And and I think Shelter Movers exemplifies that just incredibly well. So I, I I really thank you for being a part of such an incredible organization for sharing with us today more about it. And I'm excited to hear more when, when you get up and running and have the volunteer base you need. You're ready to go, just looking for those volunteers. So please, anyone, don't hesitate. If you're hearing about this, contact them, at least explore if there is a way that your skills, your interests align and would be a fit to support shelter movers in this way. And again, they are in Calgary and Edmonton now. And if you're listening outside those areas, there are other cities and I'll have else I'll have you list where else there are already established shelter movers where people can be involved if that is closer to where they live. Of course. So take a look at our website. Uh, we're in nine cities across Canada and the provinces that we're in currently are Ontario, British Columbia, Quebec, Nova Scotia, and New Brunswick as well. So there's cities within there. Um, Again, we're super flexible. Take a look at our website, sheltermovers.com. Under our volunteer page, you can take a look at all the chapters. You can take a look at the positions that we're currently recruiting for and really kind of find something that you might want to sink your teeth into. Fantastic. Thank you for your time today, Elsa. Thank you. I wish you all of the very best of uh, success with getting this launched and, and, and just beautiful work that you're doing in the community. 
Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be on this podcast. Hopefully you heard something today that helps you wherever you might be in life. Do you have questions or a suggestion for a topic you want to know more about? Let me know. Check the show notes for all the contact information. Follow this podcast and find us on social. Know anyone who might find this information helpful? Be a friend and share it. And hey, thank you for hanging out with me today. Keep smiling that beautiful smile. The world needs your sunshine. It means a lot that you spend this time with us and meet our experts and professionals who can help you through divorce or separation. Please refer to our terms of service available on our website, divorcemagazinecanada.com. The link is in the show notes. Our disclaimer, divorce resource groups, blog, and all content, including our podcast, is intended to educate and provide quality, credible resource information. The contents should not be used as factual until consultation with the appropriate professionals for any guidance. Divorce Magazine Canada does not constitute endorsements for nor liability for any claims made in the presenting of this information.